and welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, discussing the best and greatest football league on the planet. Of course, you know, I'm talking about the English Premier League and what an exciting time of events it has been. The Premier League returned to action last week. Um, most of the big teams doing what they do best, uh, Arsenal, Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, and um, I mentioned the big teams doing what they do best, Tottenham drop points. Uh, but yeah, to discuss all that with me uh, is Joshua Gaylord as well as Desh Patab. Gentlemen, Premier League football, we, we missed this league. We saw what um, what it's all about when it returns. So many goals scored, so many three goals for thrillers, four goal thrillers. Um, and business as usual, Arsenal still spearhead the top of the pile, Josh. Yeah, it's great to be back. Um, I missed that Boxing Day podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was excited. Actually, I wasn't that excited for football to Premier League football to be back. Yeah. Um, I missed the World Cup. Uh, that was the real buzz for me. But when I did watch a fixture, uh, especially that Arsenal fixture, um, the opening fixture versus Tottenham and Brentford, um, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't help but be excited again. Uh, so I'm excited to be here and to look at the next round of fixtures. You know, what a fixture it was to kick off the Premier League again. Um, you know, it's, it was amazing to see the the comeback from Tottenham, you know, 2-0 mm-hmm. down. Um exceptionally um, good performance from Brentford. Um, but yeah, interestingly enough, only four teams kept clean sheets on the opening, you know? Sure. Yeah. Well, on the return so of football. Return of, yeah. It's quite, that was, quite that was, crazy. Yeah. And so. uh, only two happened on, uh, well, two on the day with uh, Chelsea, and Bourne, uh, Chelsea and Manchester United. Mm, so that mm, means mm. before that day, it was yeah. just two, which is quite shocking. But uh, yeah, let's get straight into the action uh, then, Josh. Liverpool um, on Friday night, we saw what they all about and they returned to football. They beat uh, Aston Villa side who tasted defeat for the first time under the new coach, Unai Emre. Um, 3-1 impressive uh, away win for them. Now they're back at home for the final match at Anfield in 2022 against Leicester. Look, Friday night uh, under the lights, Liverpool should shine. Uh, they play at home for the, for the last time this mm-hmm. year, for the year of 2022. Um, they want to give their fans a great send-off. And coming up against Leicester who are travelling... Um, Leicester seemed to offer a great deal going forward, which they yeah. didn't in their last fixture. Uh, quite poor, actually, uh, in my opinion. Um, but defensively, they, they've always been prone to concede goals this season. Uh, and with Salah finally looking like he's getting into gear, um, I think he, he, this period not being at the World Cup, watching uh, from, from at home, he's definitely keen to, to keep, keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that front line seems to be producing as well. Although Darwin has been Darwin uh, mm-hmm. in his last fixture. He did offer some great width for the Liverpool squad. Uh, and now Cody Gakpo could even make a, um, a not, not this game week, mm-hmm. but the following game week uh, as the new year kicks off. Uh, great signing. I know Desh here yeah, raved in, and ranted yeah. about him uh, during the World Cup. And I mean, he did, he did show himself, show quality. They did extremely well to get him for such a low fee, in my opinion. Um, Fifty yeah. million pound package. Yeah. I think it was thirty-seven up front, mm-hmm. but they they wanted with the a add-ons. 50, with 50 the add-ons yeah, yeah. That's, so thirty-seven for a talent like that. Wow! Well mm. done, well done to Liverpool. You know, quite incredible. And then I think that sort of gives punters a tap in with uh, with this fixture because it's the Anfield crowd. It's a Friday night, as uh, Josh mentioned. It's the final game at this home ground uh, at this venue in twenty twenty two. They're going to announce, well, unveil uh, Cody Gagpo rather before the game starts. Mm. The crowd is going to be super pumped. And yeah. 
I just can't see anything. Bans going to be watching from the stands. Probably, yeah. Oh. Um, well, he should be um, in his new Liverpool suit. Um, I can't see anything but a Liverpool victory, Adesh. Mm, definitely. I think in this one, Darwin Nunez will get on a score sheet. Mm-hmm. I think he was. Um, I don't want to say unlucky against Aston Villa because he did have many chances, um, but he just didn't look like the part. You know, if I look at Oli Watkins mm. on the other hand, he mm. was taking his chances. You know, he did get on the score sheet. He made some great runs. Um, the same can be said for Nunez, but it just looks like Watkins. It's what you do with those runs. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. You know, um, but no lack in confidence. That's the other thing. He's, he looks very audacious and you do need a bit of like swagger, a bit of like fearless mentality, mm. you know, um, and I do think he has that at Liverpool, but uh, to not get a goal in that one. Yeah. That was a bit. Yeah, a bit I, I, I know it's that time of the year where you sit with your families and watching. I think I had a bit of a laugh at my uncle. Um, he's a little big Liverpool fan, oh, yeah. and I, I, prior to the fixture kicking off, I said maybe Darwin needs about sixteen shots to get two goals, yeah. and we were counting and counting. We even scratched a few off, uh, and when we got to eight. We were like, "This is it, this is it," and yeah, he still yeah. missed. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so. I'm so sorry about that, uh, Josh. That your uncle's a Liverpool supporter. Sadly, we can't. <laughs> Choose our family, yeah. um, but we can't choose our friends. Um, <laughs> Wolves against Manchester United. This is one of those fixtures that you look at the December period. Well, usually in the season, you look at the December or the festive period and you just think there's going to be upsets there. Um, I think we could see one year. Um, possibly could be just, uh, you know, clutching at straws. But this is the final game again uh, for Wolves at the, at the Molyneux Stadium. It's also Julian Lopetegui's first home match since he took over and Wolves are always pumped up against any team and now even more so against Manchester United. Manchester United are in form. They won points off the top four uh, with the game in hand. So there's plenty to play for both teams here, Josh. Yeah, I was quite impressed with uh, Wolves' performance against Everton. Mm. Um, and at Goodison Park, it was a, it's a tough place to go to. I know Arsenal suffered a heavy defeat there last season. Um, and in similar fashion, uh, it was that final minutes of the game, mm. uh, a great goal. Yeah. yeah, it was must have been pretty disappointing for Frank Lampard and the youngsters. Um, like they put in a great shift, but at the end of the day, sometimes it happens happens that way. Um, Man United on the other hand won't. I, I can't see them letting it uh, end in that fashion. I think mm. they'll be a lot more switched on. Um, we we discussed it off air. A weird formation that, or not a weird formation, but rather Luke Shaw coming in at left weird centre personnel. back. Weird, weird personnel in different positions. I mean, Eric Tanag is obviously still looking for a great fit for everyone. Mm. Uh, and we know that Lissandra Martin is, is that left-sided player that can play the centre back role. He's made it his own rather. Um, but I'd like to look more at the front of the park. I mean, Marcus Rashford, uh, I've been banging him dr- his drum on a FPL uh, YouTube channel that I'm currently moving along with. Um, and he was excellent. Uh, I think with Cristiano Ronaldo finally, uh, it sounds harsh to say, out mm-hmm. the door, but it's literally what the it is. The distraction is gone. The distraction is gone. I think Marcus Rashford is, he can't fill that star power. I don't think anybody will ever fill that star power of Ronaldo. Mm. But it's a focal, focal point, not in a out-and-out number nine or out-and-out striker, but a focal point in that's a person that we can rely on uh, at United. Um and I think he's even brought, he's brought in Anthony Martial into the limelight in this mm-hmm. last picture. I think United get the way win here. Um, I, I agree with Josh there. I do think that United will get the the win. You were talking about a possible clean sheet um, yeah. off air. I think I think it's it's United's game this mm-hmm. one. I think they're gonna finish strongly. You know, back to back league wins here. Um, 
I just think that, as you mentioned, uh, Rashford, he's looking so slick. You know, he looks like he can take a run at any defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's going to be seeing a lot of jerseys uh, this, in this one. You know, uh, Martial as well, um, linked up with Rashford. Um, you know, put it on the uh, edge of the box. Uh, Martial with a nice open open foot finish I there. I think just to tie in those things with Ronaldo, I even had that signature Ronaldo chop in yes. before you made that <laughs> yes, pass. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yeah. yes. I did see that. Um, it's good to see the front line jelling like that. Um, and you look at um, Casemiro intercepted that oh, that ball what a player. And, and passed it to Fred. You know, like um, it looks like things are things are falling in place for the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I can only see a, a United win. You know, the Wolves. Um, this is Julian Lopetegui's yeah, his first home game. Um, you know, he'll be wanting, and it's against Man United as well, huge mm. club. So this could. Um, it's gonna be a tough one, but I still think it's gonna be a United a United win. Um, you know, but the Wolves camp they will be running on a high. Mm. Um, you know, it's a come from behind uh, victory on the travels. Now they're at uh, you know at the Molyneux, but for me the Molyneux has been renowned to be a low scoring, probably the the lowest scoring um, ground in the in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think this United side, you know, with their attack. I think they they'll change that up. Front runners for top four, definitely. I mm. think um, you, you know the the Tottenham two um, two against Brentford. Mm. That that whilst they rescued a point, yeah, they did drop too. Yeah, I think Tottenham should have. Um, or especially United Conte. still have that game in hand. Yeah, let's not exactly. forget about that. Yeah, exactly. So they have opened the door for United. And um, I think that uh, Ten Hag is, is well aware of this, mm. um, and they'll be will be all guns blazing, and that's why I think Jose Sarr is going to be the man of the match. Mm. If yeah, if he doesn't <laughs> concede, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah literally. Uh, I want to stick with you, uh, Dash, because this team um, for our viewers, this team is very close to your heart. Um, it's the wrong shade of blue, in my opinion, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. We can't. In fact, you know, unlike family, we can choose the clubs we support. So I'm not so sure what's going on um, with with you, but you are an Everton supporter. And uh, this weekend, on New Year's Eve, you are going to have a terrible time because uh, the club you support travel to Manchester City. Mate, there's going to be some fireworks at the end yet. (laughs) I I can see it now. No no chance. I can literally just see this... This potentially is going to be Frank Lampard's final game in charge of Everton. Mm. It pains me to say this, but... I do Does it pain you? Is, is this... um, it, I think it's unfortunate. You know, if yeah. you look at Lampard at Chelsea, wow. Not just, not a player, I mean, as a manager, yeah. wow. And what he did really earned um, earned him a spot at another Premier League club. Mm-hmm. But with the, with the amount of pressure those Everton players, management, mm-hmm. staff are under... I, he is the one, you know. He ultimately the buck stops with him. Mm-hmm. I think he's out, and and I think Marcelo Bielsa is in. Um, we'll see what happens there. But um, you know, looking, they are at the Etihad, as you said, and yeah. Man City are five points behind Arsenal. Mm-hmm. That 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 one sits with Pep. You mm-hmm. know, um, there'll be a ton of uh, like I can only see like chance after chance coming for them at the Etihad. Um, and uh, they do have a tough fixture schedule as well. So yeah, Manchester City. Man City. So again, it's just an added. We need the three points and nothing mm-hmm. less. Uh, probably, you know, Holland. He's been 
bagging so many Premier League hat tricks at home um, that you wonder will this be another one? Yeah. So um, yeah, unfortunately, I can't see uh, any Everton coming away with anything in this one. Two teams competing at the opposite ends of the table. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, I mean, yo, the odds are <laughs> are not really that <laughs> enticing at all. I mean, one to eight on Man City is. I mean, is there not is quality. value in um, you know. Perhaps placing a bet on Erling Haaland to get the first goal. First goal, probably, and then any time is at seven to twenty. I think that's what I'm going with. That's that's mm. like a safe. It, it, that's a safe bet for me. Um, of the game week, Man City is the banker of the weekend, but mm-hmm. you can't place anything on one to eight. So I'd have to say Erling Haaland any time goal scorer seven and twenty. Uh, if he doesn't score three, he's at least scores one. Uh, yeah. you, you know, I was listening to a post match press conference with him, and he was more upset. Uh, at not scoring five, then getting his two. Uh, he felt like he had three other chances where he could have buried them. Um, and if we're looking at Everton. I know you're mentioning Frank Lampard dish. If, if he was at Chelsea right now under this current ownership, I think he'd still have a job. Um, mm. I think, he, like you mentioned, he was doing fairly well uh, at Chelsea, bringing in some young, fresh talent. Um, but he was unfortunate to have the owner, owner that Chelsea had at the time. Um, if Man City give Everton a hiding here, which, yeah, it's <laughs> sorry to say, it's very likely. Um, I think you spot on with him losing his position. Do you, do you guys think the bet here could be um, like win by three or more goals? Yeah, um, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be ugly. It's, it's going to turn ugly. Look, the, these final home games of the, the calendar year, you, yeah. you want to give your fans that appreciation mm. um, performance. Mm. And this is... The player's only way of doing it, an Instagram post or a Twitter post or responding yeah. to, to to questions isn't going to do it. What you do on the pitch is going to do it for them and mm. to end 2022. A su- successful year, a very successful year for Manchester City to do it in emphatic fashion is what they're going to be trying to achieve. So, mm. yeah, again, sorry, not sorry, Dish, but this could mm. be five or more yeah, even. I think so. I think um, mm. Cancelo and Foden will start this one. Obviously, yeah, they, they were the bench. Yeah, the bench for the previous one. On home soil, you just, mm. it's just going to be horrible. And I'm, I'm not sure what Frank is going to do tactically, but I'll be, I'll be like watching very carefully. Mm. I know um, like this is where you need, like he's going to look at the squad and like literally see who's, who's the big game players, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think Anthony Gordon is, is one of those players. From what I've seen, I have been impressed by him. And this is the time to shine, you know. He was heavily linked to the move away from the club. Um, you know, like at the same time, Richarlison, yeah. um, you know, he did leave mm-hmm. that same window. But uh, in fact, they offered him a new contract, the number 10 jersey. Um, and it's this, it's these sort of games, you know. Are you going to, Are you, you? obviously this one man doesn't make the team. Mm-hmm. But if you have someone of that caliber, you know, we've got decent um Defense, you know, look at uh, Jordan Pickford, England goalkeeper, Connor Cody, also mm-hmm. in the England World Cup squad. Um, Yerimina. Yerimina, who scored last mm-hmm. week, you know, with a good header. So, but I just, I can't see either of them keeping Haaland at, uh, at bay. Nobody can. Yeah. He's got 20 league goals. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's something I could only um, dream of, well, having a player <laughs> like that in my my uh, club that I support. But yeah, mm. speaking of the club I support, um, you as well, Josh. Arsenal, league leaders, league leaders um, Arsenal. I need to get that right. I need to say it with more, you know, with my chest Excellent. out. I need to say it with my chest out. League leaders, Arsenal. Table-topping Arsenal. Champions League competing next season, Arsenal. The 
the best team in England at the moment, Arsenal. Go to the Amex Stadium to face Brighton. Now, unlike last round of fixtures, Josh, Arsenal played first. They gave themselves that eight-point uh, cushion, sort of sat back and saw, okay, how will Manchester City respond? We kind of knew what to expect from them, really. They've been in this position before. They've, you know, been the course and distance. Arsenal now will play after Manchester City. We've all just agreed now that City are going to kind of embarrass Everton. Mm. How will Arsenal then respond from it? Look, I think Arsenal have been doing that before the World Cup, mm-hmm. week in, week out, having played the Europa League and playing on a Sunday or mm-hmm. playing on a Monday on a few occasions. Um, I think that Arsenal definitely, they know how to respond to City winning. But the only thing that gives me um, apprehension in this fixture, and while, excuse me, the next two fixtures are Newcastle, and if I'm not mistaken, it's Tottenham. Mm-hmm. People are looking at those fixtures and saying, okay, those are the tough fixtures. I think this Brighton fixture is harder than the Newcastle fixture. Because of the home ground. We play at home uh, against Newcastle. Not to say Newcastle are a pushover in any way, shape or form. But Brighton, we, we've only, in all competitions, beaten them once in the last mm. 10 fixtures. Um, yes, we have great momentum. Yes, we have a squad that's unlike any other in recent history for Arsenal. Um, we've got Wenger even coming back to the stadium since 2018. Yeah. What a beautiful... Uh, thing to witness. Everything um, just going Thierry according Wanley to was on the pitch side. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking to Bukayo Saka was exceptional on, on the night. Um, but this fixture is going to be difficult. We got smashed 3-1 last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the stat that I just mentioned, one in the last 10. It's mm-hmm. tough. Um, and th- this new manager at Brighton, Deserbi, plays great football. He also wants to play uh, possession-based football. So it'll be interesting to see um, how the squad matches up against Arsenal, who okay. have been dominating in that fashion this whole uh, whole whole season so far but the big loss for um for brighton has to be moises casado um well, I, they've also uh, missing alexis uh, McAllister, who's still out away yeah. in argentina celebrating yeah <laughs> um well fortunate for him i don't think he's too phased about that but <laughs> moises casado will be really upset with himself uh having to miss such a big fixture mm. a fixture that he, he, there have been a few talks here and there that arsenal might be interested in in this january window um Arsenal need to win this fixture uh, to close out the year strong. Um, it's all about momentum. We hear most clubs speaking about that um, and most managers banging that drum, uh, especially heading into this January transfer window. You want players mm, to be yeah. interested mm. in uh, coming to the club. Um, I remember, may his soul rest in peace, Jose Antonio Reyes mm-hmm. coming in a January transfer mm. window. Excellent signing for Arsenal. Pierre Emerica Bamiyang, mm-hmm. Arsene Wenger's last signing, coming in a January now, scoring Andre 50 Ashton. goals, scoring 50 goals in 79 fixtures, the fastest ever for Arsenal. Um, Mikel Arteta even knows he joined from Real, he joined from Real Sociedad in Everton in a January window. Um, so he knows the importance of that, bringing in someone fresh to continue that run for the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of prediction. It, it, looking at the recent history between these two sides, it's very difficult for me. Uh, I'd like. Are you expecting Arsenal to drop points? Here? It, it's possible, um, but instead, I, I've expected Arsenal to drop points on a number of occasions, and mm. they've come out firing. Um, I'm backing the over 2.5 goals here at eight to ten. Steering clear of picking a winner. Yeah, nice. Um, uh, I think it's an Arsenal win. I, I can't. You see know what? I, I also think yeah. so. And I can't see anything. Other than that. It's because of those two players missing. Uh, Josh mentioned uh, Moises Caicedo and Alexis McAllister. Yeah, those are That's two of the best, huge midfielders. best midfielders for Brighton. Yeah. And coming up against Thomas Partey and Martin Odegaard, who they would both be competing against, 
those two players are in the form of their life. I haven't mm. seen Partey better than this. I'll, yeah. I haven't Gosh. seen uh, Odegaard better than this at the moment. And when you've got a front line ahead of them, who are just, everything is just going in, in their favour. I mean, Martin Odegaard shooting from 35 yards out and it's just falling at the feet of Saka. You need mm, those things mm, mm. to happen uh, yeah. when you're competing for a league title. And I, I think been, Arsenal... They've been outstanding at every part of the pitch you know mm-hmm. it's it's too it's too compact it's too tight it's too clean you know the transitioning has been so smooth mm-hmm. like i literally can't see them dropping points in this game um you know it the over 2.5 goals you could be right but it's probably three from arsenal three without <laughs> reply yeah. if i'm being completely honest mm. um that that last finish from eddie and katia oh, against west ham london derby you know he just mm-hmm. That audacity, you know, the turn, the swivel on um, the disrespect, PSG, the disrespect for, shown exactly to the opposition. But that's that's where they are. They mm-hmm. are in like Arsenal are table toppers right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's too good. I don't think they're gonna drop points here. They're gonna they're gonna finish strong, finish the year off strong. Um, and you know, like it's a weakened midfield as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and the Brighton. Forward line, you know, I think Mope has been sold. I don't think Welbeck is is um is gonna feature in this game. Mm-hmm. So you look at the attacking threat. Solly March scored a, a belter of a goal, but it was his first one. I think in like two years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Lalana scored, I think, a penalty. Yeah. Um, but he he it was saved, and then he scored the on the rebound. So he didn't even dispatch the penalty. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Like if they just they look weak without um the midfield engine. A few key players. A few key players, you know. Yeah. Um, so I do think it's Arsenal win here. Uh, what's what will be interesting to see is how Billy Gilmore sets up in this. Um, mm. You know, obviously he was at Chelsea. He's now sold to Brighton. Mm. He did have a spell at Norwich City, but he didn't play very much. Um, I'm I'm gonna be watching him in this game to see how he how he comes up against probably the best midfield pairing in the league currently. Mm. Yeah. So. Big statement. I'm. I'm not gonna disagree with it or agree with it. I'm just gonna let yeah, that light yeah, shine yeah. on you. Let that light <laughs> shine on you, Tish. Uh, double header on Sunday. Um, if you're listening to this on Sunday, Happy New Year to you and your family, and uh, we wish all things positive for Aston Villa as they take on Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, opening up the year, um, Tottenham. They normally bottle things, and this is a big moment. Mm-hmm. It's the first fixture of the year in the Premier League. Um, but they're playing at home. I mean, uh, they've only lost twice this season and to decent opposition. Uh, 2-1 loss to Liverpool and a 2-1 loss to Newcastle. Um, so I think that, that against Aston, yes, Aston Villa have shown a bit of vigor and verve uh, under Unai so far in that first fixture. They actually played, but before it went to 3-1, they were actually looking very threatening, mm-hmm. uh, looking like they can even up the they score. Conjured up some very strong chances. Yes, definitely. And I mean, Ollie Watkins, clinical, like we mentioned earlier, uh, very clinical in front of goal. Um, but Tottenham are, are very compact at the back. Um, and even though they have gone behind on a number of occasions, I mean, they've somewhat stolen the term this season of comeback kings uh, and not the greatest of points against Brentford. Uh, they should have rather sealed all three over there. Um, it's though that going away and facing, uh, with all respect to Brentford, uh, uh, they need to keep picking up three mm-hmm. points in those kind of away fixtures. If you're heading to the Emirates or if you're heading to St. James's Park, um, those are the fixtures that you can say, hey, that point was well earned. Uh, but playing at home against Aston Villa, I, I can't. I think Tottenham take this victory. Yeah, I don't think they keep a clean sheet, 
and I don't know if they take all three points. I think mm. I think Una Emery has set him his side up. Like I have seen a few changes, um, personal changes. You know, Leon Bailey's been playing very advanced. Mm-hmm. Very good to see what he has been doing. Um, and he they have been feeding Watkins. You know, and once I, I think under Gerard Watkins did have a bit of a scoring spell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he he is very much the the, the target man. You know, if you look at Emery at um, Villarreal with Dan Juma, mm. he's got he's got someone like that in Oli Watkins. Um, and you know, Dan Juma is very aerial threat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's very strong aerially. And um, um, you know, Tottenham do have a few World Cup starters. I mean, a, a few players. The second most um, World Cup participants behind Manchester City. There, there, there you go. You took the words out of yeah. my mouth. Um, and that could leave them in a in a bit of a pickle. You know, you, mm-hmm. I don't think Loris is going to play. He might. But he was on the bench last game. He yeah. was okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, maybe he comes on. Um, but even Romero, you know, these mm-hmm. plays like they went advanced mm-hmm. Perisic as well. Um, I don't think a clean sheet is is going to come out of this game for either side. Mm-hmm. For either side. Um, and yeah, you know, you look at Tottenham, they have been choking in the big games. You know, they lost against um, Liverpool, United this season, Newcastle, mm-hmm. um, Arsenal. I think Arsenal as well. Drew against Chelsea. You see yeah, what I'm next, saying? The next fixtures bar the FA Cup fixture is Man City and Arsenal. Come so on now. Yeah. This is a must win for them. And uh, they were rattled by Leeds, you know, um, before the World Cup start, mm-hmm. 4 3 at, at the. At, on their home soil, seven goal thriller. Mm. They just came out there with three points, you know. Yeah. Uh, final game to touch on um, in the you know New Year game week is Nottingham Forest against Chelsea. Two teams who played on the same day uh, this week. Um, Chelsea, of course, claiming a two 0 victory over Bournemouth, while Forest lost three 0 to Manchester United. Oh. Yeah, um, it's not the most exciting games for me. Uh, I think that Tottenham and Aston Villa one will be one to keep an eye on. But if we're following on, uh, mm-hmm. I keep the TV on. Um, Nottingham, <laughs> they haven't had the best of returns to the Premier League after, what was it, like 20 years, 23 years, mm-hmm. somewhere along those lines. I thought you were talking about the amount of players they signed. Yeah, <laughs> 23, I think. Yeah, somewhere there <laughs> as well. Um, they're trying to match the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they play Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea. Yes, while Chelsea are through a major transitional period, uh, we we heard one of their biggest fans last week on the on the Hit the Target podcast um, explaining the inner details of that, mm. and they came out against Bournemouth. And while some people will say it's only Bournemouth, they played what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. They showed some good class, but the only thing that disturbs me with Charles at the moment, they lack like proper quality in the final third, yeah. um, proper finishing in the final third. Uh, so, yes, they have gone out and made some signings uh, and they are linked with some major names as mm-hmm. well. Um, I think that this is a fixture where I can back the unders market. Mm-hmm. Um, 2.5 is almost even money. Uh, it might swing a little bit. Uh, that's that's my play in this final fixture. Yeah, I just hope Chelsea rest all 11 players, um, including the goalkeeper. Let the coach have a day off as well. They've got a big game against <laughs> Manchester City coming up. Uh, they need to be ready for that because my hope will be... You know, with them, um, um, I'm really going to be playing for Chelsea that day. But I don't really care about this fixture, to be honest. Desh, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, look, I can I can see a three points in the bag for Potter mm. and company. Um, to be honest, they did have a relatively easy um, resumption. You know, you're looking at mm. 14 mm. place Bournemouth at the time who were going through. You know, no managerless. You know, the, I mm-hmm. think um, at the time it was Gary O'Neill. Mm. He was uh, interim. 
I think for like three months or something. That that's quite a while to be in. That's permanent. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's passed his probation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and you know the club did go um, through a takeover, which got confirmed by the Premier League. Um, so Bournemouth do have new owners, um, and you look at the the next opposition in uh, Nottingham Forest. Also, I think they could be bottom of the log if I'm not mistaken. Maybe 19th or definitely relegation threatened. Mm. Um, very easy return. Um, but their form before the the World Cup absolutely atrocious. You know, you're looking mm. at loss after loss. Um, you know, and they did now with the Reese James's injury. You wonder how this is gonna impact uh, mm-hmm. the squad. I, I did see um, like Aubameyang come off the bench, um, but Havertz to play. You know, you're looking at Pulisic. They are looking like um, they still they still stand up to be counted, you know? Yeah. Um, against Man City, that's the one for me. How, mm-hmm. are, you, how are you going to fare against Man yeah, City? Yeah, just rest York? everybody. Yeah. Just rest everybody. You've got a big game against Manchester City coming up. You need to do London a favour. You need need to do England Look, a favour and stop this dominance. I don't think they need to rest them. In fact, I think they need more minutes together professionally. Um, just... Because yeah, but like team building or something, like oh, <laughs> play darts together. <laughs> They've actually got a double header against Man City because they are the FA Cup opposition as well. Just yeah. a few days later, so, so rest so. in both games, FA Cup <laughs> and against Fathers. That league game is what is what important. Mm. But then, sorry to say, but we can't really, as an Arsenal supporter, rely on Chelsea. Um, <laughs> I just got no faith, but uh, I have to stay optimistic. Um, and I'm going to end the voice. No- uh, I'm saying the voice not. Uh, I just sent a voice not before this actually starts <laughs> and, and that's uh, still in my head. Um, I'm going to end the podcast making this statement. Um, something I've, well, I'm going to reiterate from last week is that Arsenal are going to win the league. Josh, fight me on that. I can't fight you on that. I think that Arsenal have proven themselves this season. Mm. Um, they're not on top of the table by accident. Uh, they've beaten big teams uh the likes of, oh, sorry, not necessarily, we always beat Tottenham at the Emirates Stadium. Mm. Um, but, but Liverpool, we, we beat was... Liverpool excellently. Um, Man United is our only loss. And mm-hmm. the FA have come out, so PG Mod have come out <coughs> to say that decision against Martin Odegaard oh, was, was false. actually yeah. false. It was incorrect. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have been. The momentum of the game would have totally swung. So it's a bogus defeat. It's a bogus defeat, you know. Um, so they've proven themselves. The biggest game will be that Manchester City fixture. We play them twice this year um, in this season. And... I think the only thing that could hinder their progress or their their chance to lift the title is injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've seen Jesus go out, but in Kietzia, like we just mentioned, coming in and shining, yeah. I think Bar Martin Odegaard, who was the Premier League man of the match, he was going to be that player um, yeah. with an excellent goal. And I don't think he slows down. I think he, he gets more momentum. Um, but bar, they the, do it? bar the signings, uh, bar the injuries... They also need to bring in signings. Uh, I mentioned the previous players that came in in the January window and have done phenomenal for Arsenal. If they are able to bring in some big names, we've put fear beside fear in other opposition, in big opposition, mm. uh, when facing Arsenal. Now people are tentative. Uh, they don't know really how to play against Arsenal. It looks like some players don't even know how to defend against them, <laughs> uh, even though they are professional. Um, they can get the title if they maintain uh, fitness and mm. get one or two decent signings. I don't want to hear they can get the title. They could if this goes according to plan, if this goes that way. Desh, I want, I want an answer. Will Arsenal win the league? Yes or no? It's so... Yo, look at this guy. 
Um, for me, I wanna. I, I look three like months, months or four months down the line. I want to play this recording will, a bit. They will be in a position to win the league. They have always put themselves in good positions, mm. and it just let it slip. If you look at last season, yeah, the, top hun- the top four, the top four, Granit Xhaka came out, called his players, you know, um, some horrible names, um, said some comments. Um, mm. You know, he, you know, previously he was at a torrential time as captain. You know, yeah. he's he's done some really poor things. Um, you know, but if you look at this season, is a change, man. The whole squad has changed. I have looked at their fixtures. Um, you know that they final, they final several fixtures they place in the league. They they face Newcastle on the final day. Where are Newcastle gonna be on the final day? Mm-hmm. You know, is it gonna be a top two? Like, can you ever think <laughs> an Arsenal Newcastle game for mm-hmm. the Premier League title? Can you? You know, that's mm-hmm. one. Before that, they play Chelsea. Before that, they play Man City. You know, you've got Southampton, then um, West Ham, Liverpool. You yeah. know, those are some huge clubs. Mm. How are they going to fare in April? It's not about from now um, or, you know, against the Man Cities and whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever but that final month, mm. you know, from April. But you think they'll stay in this position until will, then? They will. They okay. will put themselves in a position. I do think they will reinforce um, with okay, one okay. signing. I think there's one signing. I don't think it'll be, they'll have a busy window by any means. I'm sure Teta... Oh, as soon as he saw Jesus, um, or you know, I'm sure there would have been a call from the Brazil camp. Mm-hmm. Hey, boss, um, I'm out for remainder of the season. Uh, you know, and um, Josh did mention injuries. You know, you mentioned Odegaard, but what if Inketia gets injured? Then what are they going to do? Mm. You know, Smith Rowley, Fenger, Gabriel Martinelli up top. Recall Balogun. It seems like uh, the answers. <laughs> well, that's what Arsenal are doing. Arsenal are answering every question. They, mm. you know, they're changing the the mindset of Arsenal Football Club. Um, people, so many people, biter. like look at Troy Deeney's comments. Um, I can't remember the year, but um, I'm sure you remember it when he said Arsenal lack kahunas. Mm. You can't talk anything of that sort about this um this current, ar- this current this Arsenal current, team yeah. and that's down to Arteta and what he's built and credit to the ownership and the board as well for sticking uh, with backing them. him throwing some funds behind yeah. him yeah. Uh, you know they yeah. did, they did they're not making signings without his decisions also yeah. which is impressive and um you know it's it's not happening at other clubs mm. um but yeah that's that's my thoughts um of course uh, if you out there listening and understand the chance of winning the 200 and betting voucher courtesy of Hollywood bets let us know do you think Arsenal will maintain their form and win the league um, in May or will they be caught by Manchester City or surprise package in the mix and Newcastle United? Perhaps it's deeper than that. Perhaps Manchester United could come with the late surge. Um, but up the table, they, what's it, 11 points off now, Josh, if I'm not mistaken? The gap is 10 to Tottenham, who are currently in fourth. So 11, 11 to, to Manchester United. Could Man United even win the league? It's, it's, it's crazy times that lie ahead. Let us know your thoughts. And if your comment does, of course, hit the target, you will walk away with the 200 rand betting voucher courtesy of Hollywood Bets. Gentlemen, what, you know, the best league in the, foot, in, in the world has returned. Um, I'm excited. As you can hear, I'm buzzing. Arsenal are going to win the league. They're going to win this weekend. They're going to win the next couple of fixtures as well. Uh, win the Champions League, even if they're not in it. <laughs> <laughs> this team is destined for yeah. greatness. Um, and yeah, let's I leave on that see, note. I can see them going far. Mm-hmm. Until next week, Josh. Cheers. Cheers, guys.